All right. Moving on. Moving on. Well, let's go ahead and discuss some week 17 news. I mean, there's, like I said earlier, there's some, there's some headlines to talk about. Um, we always started out though with the injury report. So let's start there. Not the longest injury report. We do also, and we'll get into some, some COVID stuff, but we'll do that with a COVID update here. Um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, let's start with the injury report. Indianapolis tight end, Jack Doyle, knee and ankle were both injured in this last game um houston wide receiver uh philip dorsett uh has a foot injury um philadelphia running back uh miles sanders and jordan howard both got injured miles sanders broke his hand and jordan howard ended up with a stinger after the game um jacksonville running back uh, james robinson achilles tear season ending done for the year and again may not be back for the beginning of next year just the nature of his achilles injury um we got la running back daryl henderson uh has an mcl sprain uh kansas city running back clyde edwards elaire uh and went down with a shoulder injury also safety tyron matthew went down with a quad injury uh last four here carolina quarterback stefan gilmore went down with a groin injury Chicago safety Tease Tabor ended up with an ankle injury in the game. Uh, Tampa Bay linebacker Shaquille Barrett, ACL and MCL sprain, will not be, um, he won't be playing for the rest of the regular season. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. It's just up in the air when he'll be ready to come back during this playoff run because it might stretch all the way up until the Super Bowl. Um, And then, a big one uh, for for this team still trying to lock in their 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 playoff seating. San Francisco quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has a UCL tear, uh, tendon in your thumb. There uh, was torn, and I believe there was an early report that he had either a broken thumb or also a chipped thumb. Um, so there also might be bone damage in there too. So that is everything. Uh, I think it's safe to say he's probably done for the season unofficially i don't know i mean if the ucl tear could be healed and they still make the playoff and in the, the ch- if it's a chip bone i think he could still play with it if it's actually broken then i do agree it's probably done for the season uh but it's just a matter of do we not understand this man's history and I, I do understand I, that yeah <laughs> it's we, we know where it's going so yeah. it, it's i, I think it would be smart to just go ahead and allow him to shut, you know, unofficially shut this man down. You do have a backup quarterback, but I guess it, I guess it does depends on what what's at stake, and you know, uh, still got two weeks of football to still play here, you know, to see where they you know end up at. But at the same time, you know, big picture is you plan for your future. And I, I just don't want to, you know, do you really want to jeopardize this man's health for a game, you know, just to get a W. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if and if that's the case, do are, what are we going to see out of Trey Lance moving forward? That's something I think we're all interested in seeing. You know, because man, for all the hype, he's gotten the less amount of reps, and he's got he's got no work out of any other right, and was not projected to to be at least not last on the list, and yet. He, I mean, he's, I mean, really got out of what I since well, week one or week two, week three, we haven't really seen him at all. You know, he's 
Well, he did have a because it did. I think Jimmy Garoppolo went down earlier on this year with like a knee injury for a couple of weeks, and he did play. Uh, but it was a very quiet time. There's a lot more other exciting things happening across the league. Um, and this is when San Francisco went on that losing streak. So we were just like, oh, okay, this might be. This might be it for them until Jimmy Garoppolo came back and got them back into the playoff picture here. Um, so right. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they manage this moving forward with the two quarterbacks. Um, before we get into some pretty tragic news uh, for any NFL fan, uh, let's talk about the COVID update and everything. So the NFL and the NFLPA have now cut COVID isolation time down to just five days, just in in kind of congruence with the CDC timelines for quarantines uh, for vaccinated players. Now, for unvaccinated players, again, nothing has changed. And now we have a couple of key quarterbacks and, and other players that are on this list. I've got three guys that are on the list this week that – I think are really going to have big effects on the outcomes of games this upcoming week. Uh, it starts with Indianapolis. Uh, it He was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, Carson Wentz was, but I know uh-huh. you came and said that he might've just gotten pulled off of it. I still have not. He is officially off. He is officially I'm off. looking at the report right now. Uh, Wentz is off the COVID list, but he still needs the doctors. Okay. Ah, Okay. So that's why it hasn't popped up on my end yet, because I only get it when he's officially okay to play. Okay, um, no, so but he is off the list. Gotcha. Okay, so he's off the COVID nineteen list, so there is a possibility that he plays tomorrow. So I guess that's a probably a game time decision. See how he does during warm up. More than likely, because they they got the other guy. Was that from? Uh, Jason um, from. From yes, they got him. He took all the first team reps this week, um, and they did everything possible to make sure that he was ready to go. But if not, they go back to Wentz. Not like Wentz needs to actually run with the ones. He already know the system. He just yeah. got to just jump back in there, and just, it's just more about can he is he ready to go? You know, more so. Well, than let's anything. hope because man, they really. I think they're going to need Carson Wentz for this upcoming game versus the Raiders. So I think so too. And I'm like, I don't. Let's not put all this on Jonathan Taylor's. You know, yeah, because that's not a recipe. I don't care who, how great a running back you may have on any franchise. Don't just put it all on that one guy. It, it's just, <laughs> goodness. I, I mean, we've seen some legendary guys be able to do it and do it well and sustain it for quite a while. But it's just not a recipe for for, for winning. You know. So with that being said, uh, let's just you know, um, fingers crossed. I really do hope Carson Wentz comes. Is ready. We're ready to suit up because again, all they need is a game manager. He doesn't have to go out there and save the world. Yeah. He just needs to go out there and just play his game, you know. And the rest yeah. will take care of itself. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, an, a quarterback who I know will not be playing uh, is going to be Kirk Cousins. Uh, he was placed on the COVID nineteen reserve list yesterday, and that since he is unvaccinated automatically takes him off the any chance of playing. Um, so that's that he will not be playing this week. Um, and the possibility of next week. Yeah. That, that is also up in the air for him too. Um, so we'll wait to see how that plays out. But n- now it's all but done. Minnesota has no chance. I mean, you're going into Green Bay, Green Bay with Sean Mannion as your starting quarterback. 
Who's their starting quarterback? Sean Mannion. Who? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would have just kept saying, "Who do you call me?" I'm like, "Who?" I heard his name earlier. It didn't even. It didn't even resonate in my memory. And you said it again. I'm like, "Wow!" I'm like who? So my first who was the real, but after that, I'm just like, "Who is this dude?" <laughs> so I'm like, uh, "Didn't they just get a quarterback in a draft?" Uh, Kellen Mond. Yeah. Yes. Where is he at? No, why is he not playing? Point. Wow, that's sad. That's sad if you if you if you're a Viking fan and I'm not. So <laughs> the fact that we can see, we're recording, they can see me. I want y'all to see my disdain. Well, I don't know if we're still gonna be face like a video. I still might just be audio only. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, but well, whatever the case, uh, man, I'm I'm smiling from, from cheek to cheek because uh, this is funny <laughs> to me because <laughs> you know this is another another heartbreaking. Um, year for you all and just and just to see where Kirk Cousins is you know what it came down to and I mean I don't wish this for any team it's just it's so fitting for the for the Vikings <laughs> now he gets COVID down the stretch like you yeah. have no chance of getting in the playoffs now you know y'all asking too much no okay so third string quarterback here nobody knows comes in and leads them to victory in some kind of way they get in on uh, you know in some bubble scenario and get it to seven seed okay great what are you going to do in the playoffs if you happen to pull this hat trick off even you know i i am and i will definitely be rooting for sean Mannion in this game so i mean like regardless as, as a bears fan i am Desperately rooting for Sean Mannion in this game. I oh, don't get it twisted. They they need to beat. They do need to beat. <laughs> <laughs> they do need to beat Green Bay in Green Bay. I'm like, well, why not? If you can have a crap season, however, if you can sit there and salvage and sweep the Packers, yeah, you know, pull off this Chess Rockwell type thing nonsense. You know, where you know you have no playoff hopes, but you can beat one of the top teams in the league convincingly for some strange reason. I'll take it. You know, just anything to hinder them and let some real team like the Dallas to step up. I knocked him off last week. There you go. Yeah, you did. So, you know, and I knocked all y'all off. So I don't know what that's to be said about any of this. So it's all a wash. (laughs) So, huh? So you knocked me off. I knocked myself off. (laughs) I got you some weeks ago. You know, hey, that's what I don't remember. That doesn't matter. Of course you don't because you didn't beat me. You know. (laughs) It, it was not that. It was just a win. It wouldn't been that open for It was also placed on the hey, COVID-19 hey, list. Hey, <laughs> so, hey, hey. That's actually going to be hey. a big one, in my opinion. You going to respond? You going to respond to me or not? No. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all joking aside, though, there was some tragic news that came across uh, multiple deaths this week that I think any NFL fan should definitely be reeling about for one john madden passed away at 85 years old uh just i think this was on wednesday um and then former nfl head coach dan reeves also passed away at 77 and then for anybody in chicago i mean this name is synonymous with chicago bears football jeff dickerson passed away as well uh at 44 due to complications with cancer so uh we had multiple deaths in the nfl world uh this week that were not easy sights to see coming across the the 
the breaking news alerts uh, the, the this past week. Those were no, not, not at all. And of course, honorable mention Betty White passes as well. Just yes. just to throw it out there, just an iconic. <laughs> yeah, this has not been a good week, and um, in that regards, but. <laughs> Uh, all will be missed. I'm shocked you brought up the Dan Reeves thing. I thought that was a little bit before your time, but um, again, I'm an historian of the game. Just, just saying, <laughs> he, he was the coach of the Dirty Birds. Yeah. You know, oh God, Dan Reeves. <laughs> so I, I, I grew up watching this guy. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was all pretty, those names are. Just, I think that was wow. more shocking to me than any, even John Madden. When I thought really? I'm having a Mandela effect with uh, Madden, I thought he was already. I thought he already passed. Don't ask gotcha. me why. Gotcha. I just, I did, I wasn't even, you know, you just had this list. This person alive, but because yeah. I, I didn't see him for a while, I didn't know where to. Yeah, yeah. He's been out of the spotlight for. And I, 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 I think I synonymous. I made that synonymous with he died or passed wow. away or something. I don't know. Yeah, the, just you know, shame on me. But <laughs> yeah, I get but tragic though. Uh, definitely tragic. Um, and I don't mean for all the Madden game gamers you know like oh i know his name because it's yeah, the name of the game you know and i hear his voice on the on the thing no i mean i knew him as the announcer of course and yeah. he, him the coach was before my time so but the hell i knew he him was, as an announcer before i even knew that he was a coach yeah i knew he was a coach but it was so far back in the day and no one ever talks to him in regards yeah. you know or brings him up as the coach until now all of a sudden well, now they do yeah yeah <laughs> like, okay but it is what it is. But yes, definitely tragic news, and I'll let you keep moving. Yeah, well, that's all I had. I think those were some of the biggest ones this week that we we saw come across, and we just wanted to give them a mention on the show. Um, but moving off of the sad news, um, we are looking at the opening this week of the, I guess, what is now illegal interview period or kind of setup period for head coaches. Um, okay. So I want to start with some reports of some coaches on the hot seat, making some interesting comments. And I alluded to this guy to start uh, back in the last segment, Pete Carroll uh, <laughs> reported earlier uh, this week that Seattle simply needs to retool, not rebuild. And he okay. said this after eight years of so-called retooling. So I'm just sitting here like, so what was the last eight years? <laughs> what have the last eight years been, if not retooling? Because clearly retooling's not working. So obviously, I, to me, I, I just think Pete Carroll has kind of completely lost all touch with what Seattle is and what they need to do. Um, and I think that's the reason why we're going to see Russell Wilson move right on along and, and call it for his time in Seattle. Um, but that's just me. where goes him. Where goes Wilson goes Pete Carroll's career um, as a coach. So yeah. I'll say at least his tenure as this top elite coach that that's it. You know, he's on a downcline of his his career now because him having to go through a rebuild and getting back in contention and being competitive again, we're talking another six, five, six seasons from now. Yeah. Like, I mean, how much more football has this guy got in him? At some point, he's going to have to retire, you know, just because just he's just going to have to, you know. So 
I think we've seen our best days of Peace Carroll behind us at this point. But uh, and I know, I'm sorry, I don't feel any remorse. He does this to himself, you know. And, and, he, and I think he pulled out a little stunt off last year. I, I just I've, I've been so down and out on this guy, and and he seemed like he's just been trying to double down all season long. And even to the what you just stated, like. What are you talking about? I mean, between you and Nagy, man, y'all have some real questionable sound bites going into these press conferences and wordplay and word choice of what y'all are trying to say and not say and coded messages and talking around things. And I'm like, enough. Yeah, I, you know what this culminates to? Y'all are done. That's what this is. This is all it's really come down to. Y'all done. So. Agreed. That's all I got. Well, I've got another guy that I think it's done. Uh, th- this one was just like, you're, you're grasping at straws here, bud. Vic Vangio reports he believes he deserves another year in Denver. I'm sorry. You don't deserve squat, bud. Like, <laughs> it's a privilege to be a part of the NFL in the first place. Like The, huh. the, the statement itself to me was just so out of touch. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I just had to throw that one in there. Also, Matt Nagy says that he believes he will finish coaching out the season. I wow. thought it was a given. The Bears don't typically fire. They, they have never fired a coach in the middle of the season. So and he said he believes he will finish the at the end of the year. Yeah. You know what? That's, oh, my God. That, that is such a weak sauce line to me. <laughs> Because it, it, it reminds me back in the 1996 playoffs, um, Chicago Bulls versus the uh, Miami Heat. <laughs> uh, Miami Heat and Pat Riley went over. Pat Riley left New York and went over to the, to the Heat. You know, so mm-hmm. he was building this powerhouse over there with um, Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway. So they felt they had this team that that was in place that was going to actually challenge Chicago for the title. You know, now this is the, the second tour. So this was the amped up Chicago Bulls team. Now, this wasn't the, the historical first three. Like they were like a normally good team. And then they became this super team, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So he thought that the team was ready for him. So Alonzo Mourning made it a point in all of the press conferences. Like, yeah, we, we really feel good about what we're going to do. We're we, we about to win this game. We're going to take one of these games in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fast forward. After two games, Chicago's up 2 nothing. That You know, <laughs> blew them out in both games. And so, you know, Alonzo Mourning, like, okay, shift, you know, focus is shifted back to Miami, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, 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 we got a good home crowd. We got a good home record. We really, we really play this team tough. We, 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 we will take game three, blah, 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 this, this, and that. Okay, fast forward just a little bit faster. Guess what? The Bulls are up three nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they should lack them for three straight games. So, Alonzo Mourning goes on to this, 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 um, Goes on to to another press conference, post games, post game uh, interview, I should say. And this is where I'm going. This was my point. Now, what do you think his message was going to be after all of this has happened? You know, he was super confident. They were going to do all these things. None of it has happened. What do you think that this man's message to the outer public should be <laughs> as opposed should to what be. it was? Yeah, if I just say should be, what do you think he should be saying at this point? I mean, if it was me, I'd just be, 
at that point, I don't know. We've we've been I'd probably be like uh Pat Bev and in Lou Will when they were playing up against KD. It was like promise we tried. Like we're, we're it's Michael Jordan and, and and Dennis Rodman and like what what else do you want Thank us to you. do? You would think it would be something to that, not necessarily in that way to save yeah. face and all that, yeah. but some some type of sentiment. This man, he doubled down and he said, first thing came out of his mouth, we will not get swept in this series. No one ever said you was going to get swept. What are you talking about? You said you was going to do X, Y, and Z to the Chicago. You didn't do none of that. So all he going to come out with is we will not get swept. (laughs) And of course, they didn't get swept. They lost in five. Gotcha. But my point being is it took you to go down 3-0 to finally home in on what was real (laughs) in your world of, of basketball. And so this is what I'm hearing now with these coaches and they, they doubling down in these damn press conferences. And well, I really do think I'll, I'll finish out the last two games. Who it, was it really in question whether or not you finished or not? Does it even matter whether or not you finish? And who cares? I mean, outside of you getting two more game checks, I don't, yeah. you know, that's a personal thing that has nothing to do with well, any of it us anyway, even if it's was that you don't you really don't see yourself, you know, you see yourself still being around for the next two games. My question to that would be like, who the hell cares? I don't know what the question was as to why you answered that. But, you know, maybe somebody asked, do you really feel you'll be back for the next two games? And he just answered it. But my point being is it shouldn't even be a topic of relevance really for him. So like, dude, just coach until you can't coach no more. Leave it at that. Yeah. Whatever is going to happen, I don't see it going beyond two the next two win games. I know that you're still a little bit more optimistic that there's the possibilities of them mucking this up even further. And I get that. But if conventional wisdom is going to play, you know, going to, you know, prevail forward, we should be watching the final two <laughs> naggy coach games in our, in our, in our life, in our lifetime. So, I mean, that's not what I'm worried about with this team. And uh, everybody knows my just. sentiment is that they're just, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it. Um, no, no, no. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's not necessary. Yeah. So uh, there's some other underlying things that they need to solve before we even touch the fact that Matt Nagy needs to go. Um, but regardless, um, but there are some teams and one team in particular, Jacksonville, who are planning on interviewing some guys for their head coaching position. So one guy Jacksonville has already put a feeler out for is Super Bowl champion Doug Peterson called him up to see if he'd be interested and they are set to interview him. Either they already have interviewed him this week or they're set to interview him today or tomorrow. Um, And also a name that I was not expecting to hear uh, in, in the kind of carousel of of coaches, Jim Caldwell. Hmm. What about him? He should be, he's set to interview for the, for the Jacksonville position. I don't like Caldwell in that mo- in that spot, but um, I like Caldwell, uh, but I don't know where uh, I would like him at. Yeah, he got a uh, <laughs> he he inherited a dungy led built team and they got way more credit than I think he should have gotten. But if I'm not mistaken, did he not coach in Detroit at one point? Yeah, he in did. Some capacity. He did. That's and that was kind of like what 
Then it was like it is Detroit. So it's God. He he's he's only been he's only coached in the extremes, if that makes sense. <laughs> really good situation and a really bad situation. Like I have not seen so I don't really don't know what type of coach he is, to be honest. Personally, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm actually like if I have to evaluate him. I don't really know what type of coach he is. Can he take over a good team? Absolutely. Can he um raise the level of a really bad team? No. So I mean what does <laughs> What do I take from that? I don't know. You know, he's Phil Jackson. What do you want me to say? You know, there's nothing to be taken from that. So, well, that was just the news that I had there. So. But I, I guess, yeah, to hear that in Jackson, oh God, dude, I'm like, please take take Houston's job. Don't take Jackson. Not that Houston's I don't job, think Houston's open. job should be open. Yeah, not that it's open. I'm just making a yeah, like, man, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. I guess you got to take the jobs that are available to you, but uh, I, I I'd rather it be him than be enemy because I, I do not want be enemy his first job to be some <laughs> questionable franchise that's never been anywhere, never going any type. Of, like, dude, they're asking too much out of you, and mm-hmm. I, I see certain coaches don't they don't get a second chance after situations like that. Uh, and I guess that's why I'm a little bit down on Caldwell, especially being, you know, coaches of color. Like, man, I'd rather them get some get, – get, get you a fair shake job, you know, seriously. And I'm not saying there's a lot of jobs open, but, man, there's some jobs to you just need to just hard pass, you know. I think Jacksonville is one of them, but that's just me. Somebody's got to take it, though. I understand. I understand that. Just don't think it should be them. <laughs> All right. Like, you're going to bomb, bomb elsewhere. Don't bomb there. All right. So then let's go ahead and talk standings as we always do. Going to give a little bit of a playoff picture update. Um, okay. We now have six total teams that have clinched the playoffs. We've got um, five in the NFC and only one in the AFC. And mentioned it earlier. Let's start with the AFC. The one that's got it already locked up, Kansas City, they will will be in the playoffs this year for sure. No questions asked. That team will be playing playoff football this week, this year. Um, then we've got Tennessee is at 10. Oh, sorry. Kansas City is 11-4. They've won their division. Uh, Tennessee uh, is in second place right now, 10-5. and five. Uh, Division still up for grabs. <laughs> Um, Cincinnati is nine and six division is still wide open. I think all four teams in the AFC North are still able to get the division crown. Oh yeah. Uh, Cleveland can still win this. Yeah. Just baffling, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Buffalo also nine and six division still up for grabs. They just need to win out and they've got it. Uh, they, I mean, or new England to lose a game and they've got it. Um, and then Wild card spots. You got Indianapolis at nine and six, New England at nine and six, Miami at eight and seven. And then the first three out are Baltimore, eight and seven, Chargers, eight and seven, and Raiders, eight and seven. So very, very tight race. I mean, we're looking at from one for, yeah, from two down to what is that, 10, we're separated by two games. So just it is a very close race, very tight race, and a lot can happen uh, in with these seedings in the last two weeks here. Um, and again, if you're not New York, Houston, or Jacksonville, you still have a shot. It's just yeah. three teams are just out, like clearly out, and everybody else is 
is still has a shot. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the NFC. Um, we've got six teams still alive. And so let's, sorry, let's go back to the AFC really quickly. There's 12 total teams going back to your point that are mm-hmm. vying for a spot for six spots that are left as opposed to the NFC. There are six teams still alive for the only two spots that are left in the NFC wildcard <laughs> picture. Ugh, so, I don't like them odds and uh, musical chairs there. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> uh, but looking at them, we've got Green Bay, 12 and three division leader. They will be playing playoff football. They've had it locked up for a couple of weeks now. Um, Dallas has uh, officially won the division this week, 11 and four. They are going to be playing playoff football. The Rams have not won the division yet, but they have locked up a playoff spot and they are the leader in the division at 11 and four right now. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay also 11 and four, also a division leader and division winner uh, after beating Carolina this past week. Arizona 10 and five has locked up a playoff spot uh, even with their loss last week, but they are still viable of getting that division uh, crown as well. So still up in the air there at 10 and five, but at six, we've got San Francisco at eight and seven and at seven, we've got Philadelphia. And then the first three out all seven and eight, Minnesota, Atlanta, and new Orleans. So those are the final teams there. Um, and for our officially eliminated teams, um, as we already knew, Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, the Jets, and Chicago have already been eliminated. But we do add two more teams to the mix. Giants, welcome. Officially done. <laughs> Seattle, welcome. Officially done for the season. You're not going to be able to make it to the postseason. So that will be that. But let's talk about playoff clinching scenarios for Week 17. Because it's going to get wild. So let's talk AFC first, starting with Kansas City. Kansas City can clinch a first round bye this week. All they need is a win versus Cincinnati, who is nine and six, and they need Tennessee to lose to the eight and seven Miami Dolphins. I don't think that's too far out of the question. That is actually a very viable thing to be able to win uh, that that first round bye this week. Uh, Then... Let's talk about Tennessee. Tennessee can get a, they can win the division crown this week. Uh, All they would need is to get a win versus Miami eight and seven, or they need Indy to lose to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders at eight and seven as well. Those are the two options there. uh, And they will actually lock up the AFC South crown. Um, Cincinnati can also lock up their, their division with just a win versus Kansas city. If they beat Kansas city 11 and four, they have locked up the AFC North title and that's theirs to take home to the bank. Um, let's look ahead. Buffalo as well. Uh, they can lock up a playoff berth at least this, this week. Um, all they need to do is get a win versus Atlanta and they would need uh, Baltimore to drop a game versus the Rams uh, at 11 and four. So that's oh, going to wow. be a little bit tougher. Talk to about it. Easy scenario there. Yeah. <clears throat> so you just got to beat Atlanta. That's the, did I get that right? Yeah, no, they have to beat Atlanta and they need Baltimore to lose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not there. Yeah, I got it. Keep it. Keep, let's keep it. So, I mean, 
You never know. Uh, uh, Indianapolis, <laughs> Indianapolis can clinch a playoff berth. Uh, all they all they need to do is just win. If they win versus the Raiders this week, it's locked up. They've got it. Uh, New England can clinch a playoff berth this week uh, with a win versus Jacksonville, and they would also need Miami to lose to Tennessee. Um, so, I mean, that Very game could go either way. I'm very interested to see this how this New England Jacksonville game turn out. Just just throwing it out there. But, really? You know, yeah. I mean, let's be. I mean, I'm gonna be very clear. You know, New England is riding a two game losing streak. So well, we'll talk about that are, in, a, in a little bit here. We will. We will. I'm just, um, just making a point. Let's talk about the NFC side of things. Green Bay can also clinch up a first round by this week. What they need to do is get a win versus Minnesota, who's seven and eight. That's not a hard task, Green Bay. Um, but, I mean, hey, it's Green Bay. It's, they've been close to losing a lot of games, and uh, neither here nor there, sorry. But right. they would also need Dallas to lose versus Arizona. I mean, Arizona hasn't been that hot this week or the, the last few weeks, so it definitely could be something viable for them. Right. Um, the Rams can clinch the NFC West this week. All they need to do is get a win versus Baltimore and have Arizona lose versus Dallas. Um, Philadelphia can clinch a playoff berth this week um, with a win versus the Washington football team and a loss from Minnesota and New Orleans. They need both of those teams to lose. Um, San Francisco uh, can clinch a playoff Oh, they would also need – no, no, no. Yeah, New Orleans and um, Minnesota, they need both of those teams to lose to get in. Philadelphia. San Francisco, <laughs> rather, would need a win versus Houston. That shouldn't be too hard. And also, they need a loss from Minnesota, New Orleans, and Atlanta for San Francisco to lock it all up. I don't know what the reasoning is for that, but that is – the breakdown there. So that is what everything is looking like in contention territory here. So thoughts on that? Uh, well, with two weeks left, there's still a lot to be, <laughs> a lot to be decided. <laughs> yes. Um, man, that's, you can't be like, if I win this one and then these three other ones lose here, I'm like, come on. And these are not even real scenarios right now. It's a, just, just, just play. <laughs> and just see where everything falls after the week after the week is over with. But yeah, it's it's talk about parody. Like the fact that the playoff pictures are so murky right now, this late in the season, is a testament to just what type of league, you know, the type of season it has been. And I think it, it, it's good for football and it keeps you, man, on the edge of your seat, definitely keeps you engaged for the entire year. Yeah. Not that any real serious football fan will be engaged regardless, but True. but even even for the you know the casual fan, if this can't draw you in, nothing else will. I mean, but these are strong narratives that you know you get you know that starting to build up you know um, the intro to playoff football that's looming in the next couple of weeks. So I mean, basically for the AFC, all of the AFC is in playoff mode already. Yeah. And you can't even get anybody to clinch anything over there where you look over to the NFC side, you got multiple 11 team, you know, 11, 11 uh, win teams. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you only got one double digit, you know, team in the AFC all together, or two technically. Two, but, yeah. But, and, yeah. And that's it. You yeah. know, and it, it ain't even the two that you would probably expect them anyway, maybe one of the two, but yeah, know, it's, it's like, yeah. man, <laughs> and it's just insane. have, 
Yeah, and have all the three teams in the AFC in content in playoff contention. I'm like, I've never seen that type of parity. Well, I mean, there's a there's four season. in the NFC that are out of it. So like it's yeah. it's a pretty wide open game right now. And any of these teams can be in any position right now. Like Green Bay could fall all the way down to four um pretty Shit. pretty easily there. Like they drop two games, boom, you're down to four. Like the Dallas will take the, the take the reins and it, it's just an, an insane picture right now. Um, so I just wanted to look at some of those scenarios. I mean, that that these are all of the clinching scenarios that can happen uh, this yep. week. So, uh, and a lot of teams will be, I think next week is the week we'll see a lot of these guys start filling into this uh, officially eliminated window here. I got you. I'm going to need that list because, I mean, I, I'm watching the games. I'm, I'm not going to be able to keep up with all these different types of scenarios. And that's because, I mean, it, it, at this point in the matchups, we might, we might be overlooking the game just based on who the teams are not understanding that there's all kind of playoff implications riding on these te- on some of these games because they're very indirectly affecting the um, playoff standings. Yeah, so, yeah, for um, sure. Exciting times. Exciting times. That's, that's what I really wanted to get at. Gotcha. <laughs> so, 